Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Phased. Today is going to be a little different. Um, I'm going to be a little selfish and kind of talk all about myself. Because, you know what? Sometimes it's okay to do that. Um, Tomorrow's my birthday, so this kind of is what inspired this episode. Oh, by the way, it's episode 10, which is absolutely crazy. But, um, yeah, tomorrow's my birthday. Shout out all my Virgos out there. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to talk about a little bit of what this year gave me. Like, being what 23 has done for me. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to talk about it while I drink a beer because it's my time to be selfish right now. And that's what I want to do. And I know I'm by myself, but it is what it is, you know? So I'm going to kind of like go through some things I did, what I learned, what I'm proud of, and then kind of what I want for 24. I'm going to be turning 24 tomorrow. I'm trying to, you know, convince everyone I'm turning 21. But, unfortunately, the clock doesn't go backwards, everybody. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I'll kind of reflect on what 23 has given me and talk about what I want to accomplish when I'm 24. So, last year for my birthday, I drove down to Virginia Beach where one of my best friends, Carly, was living. She's currently back living there now. She went to boot camp um, and didn't had to move out, but now she's living back down there. Also, congrats on the house, Carly. Um, so I spent my birthday there with her and my friend, Andrea. I drove down five hours to see her and kind of spend my birthday. We had sushi, and it was an amazing time. And it was a new place that I'd never been, so... That was a lot of fun. I love going new places. Um, Even if they're not like extravagant, it's also, it's always nice to know like about the world and what's out there and, you know, different places. Um, So that was fun. Um, So that was August into September. September was probably really low key. I don't remember a lot, Um, you know, before Corona hit, I was spending a lot of time with family and family and family <laughs> and kind of going out here and there. But there was a lot of mental struggles I went through probably um, in, you know, the start of my 23rd year. Some things that had happened and I had to kind of overcome in my mind. And it was a road. So, but we've gotten through that, thankfully. I mean, still kind of bothers me a little bit, but just so you know, like, Everyone has mental struggles, and if you have the right support and the resources, you can always get through it. Um, Something fun. So I, 23 was, like, probably the first full year that I didn't live at home ever, which is amazing. Now that I think of it, like, there was college where I would live, like, eight or nine months out of the year, like, on my own. But then I would spend the summers at my parents' house. But 23 was the year that I spent the whole year by myself. Didn't have to ask anyone for money, which was a huge accomplishment for me. Like, I didn't even think I would be able to do that. And the fact that I did that 
can't see it, but I'm patting myself on the back right now. That's a big accomplishment. I really did work hard and budgeted and did, you know, just stayed responsible for myself. I got my first credit card when I was 23. That's crazy. Also, something I did that was a lot of fun um, this past year was I went to quite a few Ravens games. I have, like, the pleasure of, you know, having some connections to the Ravens. So I was given some free tickets. I went once with my very good friend, Dielza. Dielza, if you're listening, shout out to you. (laughs) Um, So that's my second shout out of my podcast. I don't know why. Um, Second game, I was able to go with Brendan. That was really fun. And um, the third game, I actually went with my parents and Brendan, the Jets game. So we went the Browns game, Jets game, and then a preseason game. I'm trying to remember. It's bad. I don't remember who we played. It was a preseason, but then the Browns and the Jets. So that was fun. So that was football season. That was a football season was really fun. I played fantasy again um, with my friends from college. And, you know, I'm not the best at fantasy football. I don't know the best uh, knowledge, sports knowledge, but I got better at it. And, um, now that I'm thinking back to my fantasy football, I need better offense players. Well, basically the whole fantasy is offense. But Julian Edelman, I will never pick you again. You suck and you really let me down and you basically ruined my whole fantasy. All right, anyways, I'm going to get past that. So my birthday is kind of the end of summer, beginning of fall, so... Um, Halloween, Brendan and I were hippies. That was fun. We had been hippies before. We kind of reused our costumes. We didn't didn't really know what to be. So we were hippies again for Halloween. And then um, Thanksgiving, we spent with my family. It was unfortunately the last Thanksgiving I had with my grandma. But I'm very glad that I was able to do that. Um, So that's what 23 brought me was my last Thanksgiving with my last grandparent. And it's also really nice to be able to spend Thanksgivings like with both Brendan's family and my family. So thankful for that. And it was actually the first Christmas that I ever saw Brendan on. So, yeah, so Christmas, um, I spent with my family, my last Christmas with my grandmother. And then I was able to go see Brendan on Christmas and spend some time with his family on the actual day, which was nice. Um... The day after Christmas is, was Brennan and I's fifth year um, anniversary of dating. That's great. That was fun. And for our anniversary, we actually went skiing. <laughs> that was hilarious. So Brendan loves to ski. He grew up. He's been skiing ever since he was five. So um, I said, well, let's do something together. Some, I love doing new things, as I said before. And so he took me up to Round Top. It's in Pennsylvania. But we hadn't got any snow yet. We actually didn't get any snow all year long, which is crazy from Maryland because we have quite a few snowstorms. So we went up to Round Top and, you know, he taught me on the bunny hills, did a little bit. And then we went, oh, sorry, the training hills. It wasn't even the bunny hills. So we were on the bunny hills. We go up the ski lope. This is the first time that he left me, like, kind of go down by myself. 
freaking sprained the crap out of my ankle. Uh, then we went in to eat lunch, and I took off those ski boots, and I looked down at my ankle. It is literally three times the size. It it was so swollen, and I continued to ski because I didn't want to let them down, but honestly, skiing is not my greatest um, skill. I would probably do it again, but it wasn't a great first time skiing, so I was able to ski for the first time at 23. That was something fun. Um, New Year's we spent in DC, um, with our friends from college and a couple friends. Yeah, actually all friends from college and my friend Andrea came down. So we had rented an Airbnb. It was like a three level or three or four level townhouse in DC. Um, and we just stayed in. We actually did not go out, um, We did not go out, and we all just stayed inside and drank at the townhouse, which is really nice, especially with people you don't see often. I mean, if you're going to go out to a club, you're not going to, you know, be able to have, like, intimate conversations. So we just stayed in, played some, like, game drinking games, and brought in the New Year together. And then next morning, we all went to breakfast, and then we drove Andrea back to um, a parking garage. So... We get out of, not a parking garage, a parking, um, park and ride. So she parked their, her car there and we all drove down to DC together just, you know, save some extra money on, um, parking. So we drop Andrea off and we, we were like left her at a car. We left her while she was like digging through her keys, digging for her keys in her bag. And we watched her get in her car. So we drove off cause we knew she was in her car. Well, we get home or about 20 minutes away from home Andrea's Andrea's phone is in the back seat and I'm like oh my god Andrea 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 so I'm like how am I going to find her how like does she know how to get home because she was down in Baltimore so she probably lived an hour from where that parking ride was and not gonna lie she was not feeling too hot the next day so <laughs> it was a little bit of a struggle for her so we f- I see her phone and I cannot get into it I cannot she has it so locked up so private that I cannot get any information like and I see this missed call I had missed a call from her calling from like a gas station and I will I missed the call and I couldn't call it back because that's how secure her phone was because I knew she was going to get lost. So I'm like trying to figure out everything of how to like call this number back. And I was like, I can't wait here anymore. I have to go like drive back to the park and ride and see if she's there. So I go back to the park and ride and I'm trying to look for her because I'm so worried. I, I'm this kind of person I am. I get very worried and She's not there, of course. Great. So I'm sitting there with her phone. I had told Cecilia, who was living with her at the time, that she left her phone. I don't know if she's going to get home, but please let me know if she gets home. Well, at this point, I'm driving down the road towards her house to see if like she's pulled over on the side of the road or something. And I was like, I got to call her sister and message her sister. Message her sister. Her mom gets involved. We're about to call the police. Because I can't call this number back where I thought that she called from. So finally, I I was like, okay, I'll try this. 
a little more backstory to this. Um, so the privacy settings were usually if you have a missed call, sometimes you can see the number and I could have called that number back like on my phone, but I couldn't even see the number. It just said notification. There was no information. So what I had did is hold down the um, home button of her iPhone and I said, Siri, call the last missed call in my phone. And it called the number back. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. So call the number back and it's this gas station. And this guy said, some girl's looking for 111 Light Street. And I was like, first of all, that's the wrong freaking address. Because she's trying to think it off off the top of her head. So I was like, she cannot be driving in the city, like trying to find me right now. And I got so worried. So I was like, well, if she's in the city trying to find me, I have to go back and just like, guess walk up and down like my street to see if I can see her and I'm like I'm worried sick so I'm still driving still driving like for probably about two hours I'm driving around trying to find her and um finally Cecilia texts me and she's like she's home and I was like oh my god I thought she was dead kidnapped lost I didn't know what had happened and then she had to drive all the way back down to get her phone But that was so scary. I thought I had lost one of my best friends on New Year's Day. That was so funny. Um, It wasn't wasn't funny at the time. I was, like, ready to, like, we were ready to call the cops and, like, all this stuff. And, like, send send out a search party because, you know, the longer time goes on, the quicker they get lost. So, oh, so scary. (laughs) Andrea, I'm still not happy about that with you. Um, So, after that um january brought the ravens playoffs and as you can see i'm a big ravens fan we had some friends down we watched it at a bar right across it from our street and um you know myself wanting to celebrate a little too early um i didn't remember whole the whole game and i woke up and found out that um I was like, I woke up, Brendan. I was like, Brendan, Brendan, did we win? Did we win? And he was like, oh, yikes. Nope. Um, We lost the playoffs. I was like, oh, my God. I was the most devastated person. It was, I was so sad. <laughs> um, So we didn't make the playoffs in, for the Ravens. But there's always this year. <laughs> so um, coming up to February, um was actually the last visit I have with my grandmother. And what's interesting about this is I was kind of talking, my last visit with my grandma was trying to talk to her about family history. And something to note about my grandmother, I forgot to say earlier in my, my year of 23, my, my 97-year-old grandmother had to get her leg amputated. Very scary. You don't, you know, quite think a 97-year-old is going to survive a leg amputation. But she thrived. She thrived with one leg. It was hilarious. I would make fun of her all the time. Just, you know, make light of the situation. And it was just so funny. She had one leg. She had gone 97 years of her life with two legs. And now she had one. (laughs) Can you imagine? But yeah. My last visit with my grandma, I kind of asked her about her family history and I got uh, the best information I could. Um, 
she really wasn't that detailed. She really didn't know a lot, which is unfortunate, but it happens. You know, I mean, the more time that goes on, you don't talk about it, the less you're going to remember. So I got some information from her, but at the same time, it wasn't really enough to like, wow, I know my whole family history. So that was the last visit I had with her alone. And I'm so grateful. I will literally never forget that visit. I made a point to go visit her like once every two to three weeks just because I knew she was lonely living in a nursing home and she didn't she didn't have that much family. So she was a great lady. Um, then about like a couple years, a couple years, a couple weeks after that, she actually had a stroke and she passed away. Um, and it was tough because she was like one of my very best friends. So. Yep, that sucked for 23, but um, that was literally, she passed away a week before all the shutdown of the coronavirus. So, um, if she was still alive right now, she would have been in a nursing home, which was very affected by the virus. And I don't know if she would have um, kind of made it through that. Um, one of kind of sadness and depression of not seeing my family and you know if the chances of her getting sick so i think my pop-up kind of beamed down and was like olga get the fuck out of there this virus is gonna mess everything up i mean she was 97 so i mean i guess it was just her time so i'm very thankful for the time that she did went um that way we could celebrate her life with family and kind of do all that the day of her funeral was when you know the nba kind of shut uh stop the season because of the virus so that's how close this was it was the day that was the day of your funeral they the nba stopped all sports and all that um another thing of 23 i had two of my very best friends carly and andrea go off to boot camp so it was a lot of fun to write them um about what was going on like in the world it was like crazy andrea was Carly was more like before coronavirus in February so I would write her a lot um kind of keep her company and Andrea was in boot camp when all this went down she had no idea what was going on she was so confused but it was fun to write her and like talk to her about all that Um, and then comes March so six months into my 23rd year uh Hello, coronavirus. (laughs) But, you know, coronavirus came with some of its blessings in in this year, honestly. Um, I made the best of it. So I want to talk a little bit about Audible. Audible is an audiobook platform with so many titles to choose from. I personally use Audible for educational books on the stock market, books my friends have recommended to me, and motivational books. I enjoy Audible because it reads it right to me. All I have to do is just listen like it's a podcast or a video. You can listen to a book on your run, in the car, and so many other places. It's great for on-the-go people. Also, once you've downloaded the book, you actually have it forever. With my affiliate link, audibletrial.com slash phased, you can have your choice of one free audiobook and other select Audible originals, exclusive guided wellness programs, and a friendly email reminder before the trial ends. Please use the link in my description to get your free audiobook today.
we made the best that we could of the coronavirus. Yeah, we were very, very scared at first. One, I was going through heartbreak of losing my grandma, so that was heavily on my mind. I wasn't in the right place. And then also, like, the unknowing of what the fuck is going on. <laughs> like, what? Like, everything shutting down. Like, the stock market's crashing. Do I take all my money on my bank account? And I'm going to keep my job. Like, all of this stuff was just, like, crumbling down, like, around me. And I thought, like, the world was going to crash. But honestly, um, I had the op- – my employer gave us the option. They said, you can take unemployment or you continue to work until, you know, if we can keep open or whatever. Um, and I was, like – at that point, I was living in a two-bedroom apartment. My roommate was working in our living room. Brendan was working in our bedroom. What would I have done? What would I have done? I mean, I probably would have, for my own mental stability, I decided that I was going to continue to work. And I don't regret that decision at all because it kept me busy. It kept me seeing others. And I could see the huge impact of people not being able to get out and about and see other people. So I was very, very happy that, I, you know, I kind of had a purpose through through the whole like virus and the shutdown. I I had a purpose to go to work and help the patients. I mean, we didn't have a lot of patients, but I was very thankful to keep my job. I mean, I didn't know how long I was going to keep my job, but I was thankful to have it. I was thankful to be able to go somewhere, and I was thankful to continue to be healthy. Um, now, I knew it was hard for Brendan because he was doing everything in the room. He was working in the room, eating in the room, sleeping in the room, working out in the room, relaxing in the room everything just in this like 12 by 12 foot box like just his whole life for about three months so I kind of we kind of went on a lot of walks we found a great path along the water in Baltimore that that's now our favorite thing to do we love to take walks and that's something we never really did before the virus um never really did that um and you know you needed something to like keep your mind busy. So, um, we got a lot into learning about the stock market. We're still, we love it. We love learning about how the news affects like the whole economy of the world. It's such an interesting time to get into it because this is history. We're watching history be made and we're learning while history is being made. So, we were continuing to work on that every single day and kind of our mindset changed through the virus. We were like, okay, like we were able to like kind of hunker down, figure out what we want for our future and, you know, persevere, which we're continuing to do every day. Now it sucked and like not being able to see my family, um, seeing them from a distance. And I mean, for a while we didn't see Brennan's family. Um, and it really sucked. So Around June, we actually moved out of the two-bedroom apartment, and we got our own townhouse. Just the two of us in a two-little bedroom. One is what we converted into an office, and one's our bedroom. Then we have the downstairs, and we have two outdoor spaces, and we're so thankful. And we kind of got that because we had no idea how long this virus and all the quarantine was going to happen. So we moved in the very beginning of June. And that's the first time that I saw my friends after the virus was at the very beginning of June. We finally got together. We had some wine. We kind of celebrated everyone and what they had accomplished in the last couple of months. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I was able to see Carly for the first time in a couple months. I mean, I saw everyone for the first time in months. I mean, I have a very close-knit group of friends, so seeing them in person and spending time is very important. Um, Then after that, I kind of got more comfortable with seeing people. So throughout the summer, I became more and more open with, you know, going out and hanging out with people. So there went June, July, kind of, you know, gradually starting to see more and more people. And end of July, we took our annual vacation. It was very relaxing, very nice to kind of get away um, and not think about the virus or work because I had been the whole life for like, what, five months. So we went on our annual vacation. We came back. um, Oh, I skipped beginning or mid-July. Oh, no, in June. In June. June. 10 weeks ago, I started my podcast and I I did not know I was going to do this. I did not know. I mean, that was a whole Corona thing. Like I was like, there's something I need to be doing. There's something I need to be like giving out to the world. And it just came to me. I was like, I want to talk to people about what they go through. Like I want to talk about like how this affects, like what different kind of things affect them. So that was that was a lot of fun to like be able to like put something together and the hardest part of this do you want to know the hardest part of this coming up with a goddamn name <laughs> i that was the biggest delay of starting my podcast everyone was like just start just start i was like how can i make an account if i don't know what it's going to be called so it took weeks to probably come up with a name and i finally found it and now it just makes so much sense like phases of your life. So I'm very thankful for this. Um, and anyone can do it. That's the thing. Like, we kind of got the mindset we just have to do it. And we're doing a lot of things. Like, people are like, oh, you're so young. Like, just relax, have fun. I'm like, well, we want to relax and have fun for our entire lives. So we're really trying to work hard now so we can get there sooner rather than later. We're really, really trying to push ourselves. Um, and we love to work hard. We love to work hard and we love to see the results. So that's what 23 has brought me. Um, I mean, we're in August now. So the past couple of weeks have just been, you know, continuing to work hard, continuing to put our house together, we made some new friends, which is always nice. And Tomorrow, I turn 24. And what I really want for 24 is, you know, continue to work hard for my future. I want to be financially stable. I don't want to worry about money. I, I mean, I know everyone's like, oh, you're always going to worry about money. But I really don't want to do that. I really don't. I want to want to live my life. I want to have adventure. And I want to be happy. I want to wake up every day and just be happy with where I am. I want to explore new things. I want to see my loved ones and I want to just go on with my life without having to work. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure everyone does, but that's, you know, that's what I'm working for right now. And if people aren't happy with that, it is what it is. Some other things I want um, when I'm 24 
I want a couple more tattoos. I have some ideas in my mind. I want to travel somewhere new. Um, I would really like to go out to California or out west. That's really the next trip I want to do. Now, I've said that on multiple episodes, but going out west is something um, I've been really thinking about and planning more. I go to Utah, like Arizona, Colorado, California. I really want to see it out there. Uh, it seems nice. Also, for 24, I want to, um, you know, it's hard. 24, I mean, the next 12 months, I would like to be more consistent with my work. I want to... Um, be happy. I want to spend more time outdoors. I want more time outside of work. (laughs) And I want, hmm, it's really hard to think about sometimes. I want to go skydiving too. I want like an adrenaline rush, like something that scares the crap out of me. I don't know if anyone can relate to that, but something that I'm like so scared of. (laughs) That kind of just, like, wakes me up and be like, hey, you got through it. It is what it is. But, um, yeah, I'm really looking to that forward to this next year. I love where my mindset is. I'm really happy with where I've, you know, kind of, I've come a long way in the last year. Um, there was definitely some some downs, but I think there's been quite a few ups. Though, like, the last four or five months, there's been quite a few ups, so here's to more ups and a great year of being 21 wait 21 yeah i'm turning 21 (laughs) and that's all i really got today that was me just talking about myself and what has happened in the last 23 years 23 years of my life on the year of 23 for me if you didn't enjoy it i'm sorry it was kind of different from what this podcast is like kind of about um, but that's what I wanted to talk about. I kind of wanted to reflect and have this episode for me to look back on and well, something I can yeah look back on next year, kind of review what this year gave me and, you know, keep moving forward. So thank you all for listening. Um, I can't believe I've been doing this for 10 weeks straight and my mind just keeps coming up with more and more ideas. So I'm really excited for, you know, the future of this podcast. Um, don't forget that I have the Instagram for Phase. It's just at Phase Podcast. Um, I just post a couple updates on there, and it's nothing too crazy. It's just somewhere I can post and like give news about my podcast and kind of help grow like the word about it. Um, also, if you get your free trial of Audible, and that only helps me, but you get a free book that you can just listen to. Um, it's not only books, it's podcasts, you know, cookbooks, like anything you want. There's more than just books on Audible. And again, it helps me too. Kind of helps support the podcast. So um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> it's my selfish episode. So happy birthday to me. Cheers. And I'll see you guys next Monday.